I was trying to work out who it'd be, and I thought, nah, that can't be Steve, that high pitch. <laughs> well, I'm, no, I mean, I'm expecting to get cancelled after this show because there's a few controversial topics to discuss, isn't there? There's a few, uh, there's a few, mate. Uh, well, welcome to the panel. Uh, Lee is with us as always. Get well soon, Patricia. She can't join us tonight. So we've got video Craig stepping in, and we've got uh, Ferg. Uh, who is from Making Gains. I'm going to stick the link below, so uh, make sure you subscribe to Video Craig's channel and to uh, the Fergal's channel. Great uh, to have you on, lads. And um, as always, we've got plenty to discuss in the news. Uh, we will probably touch on World War Three uh, at some point, but uh, I did want to start with something a little bit lighter, um, and it's this. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. So, Sony, this this woman in Scotland has been um, absolutely trolled the bits for for a new eyelashes, eyebrows. Now those are real. Those are real. Those eyebrows. So the first question is, would you give her one? Define real. <laughs> the first question is, would you get eyebrows like that, Lee? Fucking listen up. I'm booked in tomorrow. I'm booked in tomorrow. I've taken a, I've taken a day's annual leave to get some some eyebrows printed on like that. Okay, um, yeah, I mean, this can't be serious. Can it, Craig? I mean, Scotland, well, this, the Daily this Record... Is, this exclusive. is proof that Decker Heggie will do anything for clicks. <laughs> 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 oh, dear, I'll tell you what, there's been some cracking memes about with that today. I'll, I'll, try, I'll, send, I'll send one in a minute to the, to the group chat, Steve, and you can try and get it on at the end, but I tell you, there's been some absolute belters on her. Yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, you, you know, Ferg, you, you and I, we've both got experience working the doors, mate. We've seen many, many people coming in and out of those doors, but have you ever seen anything as ridiculous as that? Um, well, that's pushing it a bit, but not far off, like... Okay, Liam, Liam Gallagher's gutted. It's like two caterpillars. It really is. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what possessed it to do it. She certainly managed to get to a few out of it. If it, was, if it was to get a few thousand extra followers on various social media platforms, and then fair play to her. Um, what we is it, though? What is it? Like that, that, that's obviously not a real eyebrows. <laughs> no, it, no, it is. Craig, it is. It's natural. All right. <laughs> I, I genuinely don't know. I think it's just an, it's an obsession with trying to make yourself perfect, isn't it? I think that's what it is. All but right. she's been absolutely hammered. She needs, um, she needs to. Work needs to in, yeah, she, fucking Stevie Wonder's painted him on. Yeah. <laughs> well, so we'll leave that. Well, I think we'll, we'll, we'll leave that there. <laughs> um, World War Three um, might be taking place in Ukraine, but of course, the daily sport never lets us down. Uh, mission, <laughs> mission impossible. Crazed dictator Kim Jong is going to send a million soldiers across the seas on personalised space hoppers 
to defeat Trump's armada. I love that one. Like, I love that one. And uh, as always, John from Q-Tech will probably knock that up and stick it on a, a T-shirt. Uh, but that, that was just... In, in those memories on me, um, on me Instagram, it came back up and I thought that was an absolute classic, that. <laughs> yeah, be bearing in mind that he couldn't get a missile past his mum's house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, he couldn't. But that was... Yeah, it was good. Okay, on to some, something serious. I know people do tune in for a little bit of seriousness on here. So the first topic we're going to discuss is MPs pay, Lee, has gone up by 2.7% to £84,000 a year. So did they deserve it? Uh, in, in a word, mate, no. I mean, how can you how can you justify that pay when the rest of the country, when the country is awash with pound shops, food banks people struggling people almost etc 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 even people i mean we had it all last year with the covid stuff nurses on the breadline and they're doing a job that they do but yet you know these these members of parliament are getting eighty four thousand pound a year i mean how at any point do we think that that's i mean even if they were try and hide it somewhere else don't put it out in the media don't put it out for general knowledge because it just makes a mockery again like we always say the real people on the ground are doing real jobs and they're seeing some absolute divvies getting paid £84,000 mm -hmm. a year. Well, the, pe the people who vote for the MPs pay rise are the MPs themselves, so <laughs> maybe it should be put to somebody else to do the vote. Yeah, exactly. I think, like, exactly. I'm not too uh, clued up on how the political system works, but uh, are that, the House of Lords not a separate thing. Could they not at least give the vote to them on the MPs pay or something? You know what I mean? I think for the next couple of years, mate, with going through everything that we've been through and all the, you know, the kind of hardship everyone's faced, I think they would have been wise or they've been ill-advised uh, to kind of chirp up with this. I think if they just shut them out for a year or two, let all the dust settle, it might have been, you know, a better way forward. But obviously, as the PMs, the greedy as fuck. They've been getting uh, ill-advised for a long time then because every single time it's come up about a pay rise, they, 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 yeah. they go for it. Yeah, exactly, mate, exactly. Totally agree. I mean, Craig, just to put this in some perspective, nurses earn a right. quarter of their wages. Okay. Yeah. What's the um what's the standard increase of living increase that we like percentage-wise that, that everybody gets in a job? Is that two percent every year? I think it's, yeah. it's like it's about one and a half, two percent, isn't yeah. it? It fluctuates, but I'm not saying they don't deserve a uh you know increase of living pay rise like everybody else gets, so I've heard. Um but <laughs> <laughs> we'll certainly not double that no uh, yeah i think just if for tasteful kind of value it would have been wise for them just to say look this year we'll maybe just have what everyone else gets uh that would have done them the world of good people have said you know like you've just said Craig, people have gone do you know what everybody deserves an increase to a certain degree like you say that we'll never see it but i think to to then go for that full two and i, I think it's fucking stupid again isn't it but yeah and like you say if they're voting for their own Who's voting no on do you get do you get a pay rise? Who's voting no on that? Taxman you know I mean? seems taxman's voted on me, mate. I've, I mean, I've just seen my tax bill for this week. Fucking hell. He must be on Roman Abramovich's yacht somewhere. <laughs> well, that Shocking. is breaking that is breaking news at the moment. Um, which which came through while I was doing my uh, my football show, and that is that Abramovich confirms that he's selling Chelsea. I mean, is that yeah. is that is that really a surprise in, in the current climate? Just a business move, mate. It's just a business move. It's he's not selling it. It's like oh, all he's doing is shifting a bit of paperwork because he knows he's going to be under fire. Because he is, he's well known to be one of Putin's uh, chums, shall we say? Maybe even financial supporters. 
So all, he's been he's been advised. I, I would guess that Vladimir has probably rung him maybe a couple of months back and said, look, this is going to happen. It might happen. And I think all he's done is side-shifted a bit of paperwork to say, look, you're not having my assets. Because mm -hmm. Chelsea is an asset to him. It's you know it's a big asset, even though he's worth more than fucking life itself. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't see that as a surprise at all, mate. And I don't think I don't think it really signifies anything. I think it's just again shifting a couple of quid. So, so what's a, what's everyone's thoughts about this um, this kickoff then in in Russia? Moving on to that properly. I personally think that this has all been part of a major plan. Like, I, I, you know, I think they've waited and waited. The COVID situation has has probably helped. You know that you know the the Ukrainian situation um, develop. I think, and you know, mm. it's. I felt last week. I said this last week. I felt it was like a major play between the you know the russians and the chinese um, and and that they were working together i'm not too sure now a week a week's a long time and the chinese have been very very quiet they've been too quiet in fact and i'm just now beginning to think that you know vladimir putin has actually just lost the plot i think he's yeah. just decided um you know enough is enough i'm going to take over and he's I mean, ultimately now, Fergal, he's gone too far. He's genuinely yeah. gone. He's gone too far. He can't. I, he's given himself no wriggle room. He's given himself no wriggle room to get away from it now, has he? I mean, I'm going to have a controversial opinion here about this situation, but I'm going to put it like so. I'm, I'm obviously not. I don't know everything about the the thing, so you'll educate us about it. But if I'm right, has he not done this because NATO's put loads of weapons? facing Russia in Ukraine or something. So what I thought, the first thing I thought is how would America respond if China and Russia built loads of, or, or moved into Mexico and planned to build loads of missiles there? Would America not invade Mexico? The, the, the only thing I'd say to that, mate, is I can't, I can't, I know exactly what you're saying there, and, and I've got another uh -huh. theory on it as well. I mean, we've all got ideas on it. Uh -huh. The fact that NATO, listen, we all live in a, in Europe, in NATO, they're all very democratic fucking countries. We don't go around killing people. Uh -huh. Yes, there will be a financial kind of bias towards it. And there's always, listen, the only reason why anybody ever does anything, uh -huh. mate, is for money. And under money is sex and drugs. So I, 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 don't know, I, I know you're saying the democratic, which historically has been true, but I wouldn't say that's been the case the last two or three years, mate, with everything that's went on. I don't think people have much to say about all of that, like... <laughs> It's a, it's, it's a bizarre because, like you say, if you're Vladimir, let's put ourselves in, in his shoes, right. and all these countries are, are kind of circulating around you, and you want right. Russia because you believe Russia to be Russia, and you believe that the Ukraine is Russian. The only thing I will say is I think he's gone into Ukraine. I don't mm. actually think he's interested in killing innocent people. I mean, there are going to be innocent people killed, but I think what we've seen is he could go in there and wipe every civilian out that he wanted, all he's wanting to do is take power, which again is mm. another game because it's fucking stupid narcissistic shit. But if that's what he believes, that's what he's doing. We've had plenty of opportunities to take him out, uh, mm. you know, as NATO, as the UN, as whatever. Um, my other thought is that he's going into Ukraine because then he can take Poland and then he can start the Hitler bullshit. So it just depends. There's a, there's a few things that he could be doing, but I don't actually think that he's interested in just killing the man on the street. Mm. I think it's. I, I will. It's it's interesting, like, but obviously, um, I I don't agree with anyone innocent ever getting like invaded or anything like that. But um, if you see what's like, 
how many times has like Britain done it and America done it? You know what I mean? Oh yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's course. what my head goes. just the media's portraying like him as like this evil dictator and stuff. But did Tony Blair get punished for what he did in the Middle East? Because he said there was weapons of mass destruction. There wasn't, yeah. and um, Iraq and Afghanistan had nothing to do with um, the World Trade Center bombing. So. Mm. Oh, I thought that was a bit harsh, you know, like millions of people died there. So just because they're Iraqi or Afghanistan, it doesn't mean that it's any worse than someone from Ukraine getting killed. Do you know what I mean? I know, mate. Listen, I know. Listen, like I've just said to you before, my, my kind of uh, disclosure mm. and all this and my small print is the fact that no one ever fucking did anything for the good. They only did it for a dollar. So uh, it's, you know, that's, that's always been the driving force behind this, hasn't it? And uh -huh. then what Vlad's doing... I don't know. This is this debatable because he's got more money. Surely he's got a few quid. Um, I think it's purely, I think it's purely ego power driven. Um, but I don't think he wants to work people on the street. Like I say, I'll tell you from a boxing fan's perspective, I think that it's potentially going to shake up the heavyweight division a lot because in, in boxing at the minute there's a lot of Eastern European fighters um, at the top, like pound for pound, like in yeah. in every weight division, but. Yeah. In particular, you've got Alexander Usyk, who is currently the unified champion, and yeah. um, supposed to be having the rematch with Anthony Joshua. I think if this kicks off anymore, I think Usyk's probably going to retire, and that could yeah. pave the way for like a Fury versus um, Joshua fight. Not that I, not that I would like to see it happen under those circumstances. Like, but no, doesn't it no. sum up? Doesn't it sum up the various sports though? Um, Usyk no. and Klitschko. What are they doing? As soon as there's a war, they get out there and they're, <laughs> they're armed up and they're getting ready to defend their country. The tennis <laughs> player's chucked his racket down and he's out there defending his country. <laughs> the Premier League footballers have said they're taking some time off because they're very upset. Do you know what? I'm going <laughs> to bring that to... Um, I totally agree with what you're saying and I think it's, it's a societal thing. I think if it was any other nation, um, imagine that happening in England, people would go to McDonald's and get a fucking Big Mac. But in, in this case, all these nations that are smaller, and that's why we always get beat, I feel, on the football front, because we're mm -hmm. football fans, we always get beat by, by a lesser nation because they've got that grit and determination that says never mm -hmm. die. You know, yeah, to be honest, pardon the and, pun. And I think... I just see that uh, Steve's highlighted that comment there by John Justice Allen. And uh, that's exactly my thoughts, mate. That is a good example. Um, it's exactly the same thing. Obviously, America... Never actually invaded Cuba in the end, but they were very close to doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah 100%. Okay, uh, I'm sure we'll come back to that. And anybody in the chat uh, wants to, you know, wants to give us a, an opinion on that, then then please do. We're going to chuck another uh, chuck another topic in. And um, just going to ask you what your favourite films are, guys. Give us give us your favourite give us your favourite film, Lee. So, oh, <clears throat> this is, Jesus Christ, mate. That's a tough one. I'm going to go... Oh, Top Gun. Top oh, wow. Gun for you. Okay. Goodfellas is mine. Um, oh, yeah. I've watched that recently. So, Goodfellas is mine. Craig? Mean Girls. Mean Girls. <laughs> <laughs> being deadly serious. I'm being okay. really and deadly Ferg? serious. It's actually, it's actually not a... You know what it is? Guilty Pleasure, Mean Girls isn't a bad film, but, um, you know, Goodfellas are like... I'm a bigger... I actually like Casino more than Goodfellas. Right. But um, right. since I, I know that you wanted to talk about remakes, my favourite film is a remake. It's mm. a 1984 or 1983 remake of Scarface. 
Right, okay, so that's the question then. Should mm -hmm. iconic films ever be remade? So I'm thinking mm -hmm. Cape Fear, I'm thinking Get Carter, mm -hmm. thinking Willy Wonka, mm -hmm. Ben Hurd, Dumbo. Mm -hmm. All of these films have been remade and many, mm -hmm. many more besides that. So, Lee, would you be happy with a Top Gun remake? And, and well, do you think would you be able to would you be able to stomach it? Do you think? No, but, and there's a, there's a couple of reasons for this, mate. I think I think a film which is iconic belongs in that era because the person mm -hmm. watching it has been in that era. So I think that you get all the kind of uh, uh -huh. you know, the nostalgia, the feeling from it, and it, it should stay there. It's like an ex girlfriend, mate. Uh -huh. They're an ex girlfriend for a reason. Yeah, the yeah. music, the music, everything. It's a, it's a sign of the times, isn't it? Especially Top yeah. Gun. It's got a great soundtrack. Uh -huh. Well, I, well, I'm worried about this, mate, because they're doing Top Gun 2, and it's, I mean... It's I mean, already it, done, isn't it? It's already well, done. Well, that's what I mean. It's released because of COVID. I've seen the odd little trailer, and I think, yeah. oh, mate, that's going to destroy my life, because I'm going to be sat there expecting... I'll be sat there in my underpants getting all giddy, and it's just fucking not going to be the same thing, is it? Mm. Was it Bill Burr who has a comedy bit where he's saying, you know, like, you can't make Top Gun in this day and age because fucking the co-pilot will be transgender... That's exactly the you know where I was where I was gonna go. What Craig's just said there is that like I think that they're rebooting everything constantly because they can't come up with good ideas anymore. Yeah, of course. So they have to reboot big brands from like the eighties, like Ghostbusters, yeah. this yeah. one, right? Back to the but future. Because of the like, guidelines and stuff right now. And yeah. the cancel culture, they're having to meet all these quotas, which I, I've got no adversity to a transgender person, a black person, anyone being in any part of a film, as yeah. long as it fits and it's not forced, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, of course. Trying to like force diversity in like yeah. in, in 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 a disingenuous way, really, like it doesn't come across well. So like. I, I think that's why there isn't good things coming out now. And I think yeah. that's why they're rebooting everything. But a lot of the reboots still aren't like a success. Um, no. I mean, uh, that's that's as well, in my opinion, why if you look at Netflix, are you seeing the success of like Squid Game? Yeah. And stuff like that. I've heard of it, they, mate, but I've not seen it. It's why people are starting to like foreign things now because... In places like Korea and Japan, I don't think they're like subscribe to this diversity thing quite as or these these quotas and numbers as much. I don't think they do, mate. I think, and I, like I said to last week when we was having a chat with Steve, I actually think it's a real big UK problem because I think in England, I think we're the most tolerant people in the world. I think we're the most um, socially accepting, and we've proved that with everything that we've gone through. I mean, yeah, we've been assholes in the past. Let's not make that uh, you know you know an issue, but. I think it is in England and in America, fucking English-speaking problem, the fact that we've become so tolerant, we've bent the other way. Mm. So people yeah. are now unsubscribing from that kind of stuff, like you say, going to Squid yeah. Games, because from what I've heard, I've not seen it, mate, so I can't comment on it, but I've heard that it's quite close to the bone and it's hard-hitting. Well, we're not too far away now. We're only a few years away from them remaking Platoon with an all-female cast, aren't we? And, like, <laughs> yeah. and mean guys... You know what I mean? It's like Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. I, need Whoopi, I need Whoopi Goldberg as the sergeant in Full Metal Jacket. Full Metal Blouse. 
<laughs> yeah, listen to this. Tyson Fury today has called Dillian White. Dillian, uh, what did he say? Dillian White's fucking blouse or something. Brilliant, brilliant, isn't it? Brilliant White, that's it. Brilliant and, I, and I was sat there and I, I was opening my can of tango with my chips, rice, and curry, which is a treat, lads. I'm not going to show you my belly because that's why you can only see my face. But brilliant <laughs> white blouse. And I, I spat my Fanta out all over the steering wheel. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I, dro I drove past Tyson's house today, actually. Very, so if you go on the Morecambe Prom, mate, right, uh, I don't know if you've ever been down this way. I haven't, right? So basically, it's on Morecambe Promenade at the, the two ends of Morecambe Promenade. You've got the West End, which is uh, two up, two downs kind of people on the breadline, and you've got the other side of the prom four miles later, which is quite a nice place called Hestbank Stroke, whatever. And his house, it's nothing. Do you listen, do you know what? It's nothing special. It's just on the top of a hill. Anybody could walk up to it and press on the doorbell, and that's the beauty of it. That's that's the beauty of the man. Uh -huh. yeah. But yeah, apparently, apparently, he's retiring after that, isn't he? I wouldn't be surprised. He says that. I, I think you know what, Tyson Fury says a lot of throwaway comments. He says one thing. One yeah. minute, and then he, he goes back on it. You know, I think it's just he just says what he feels at the time, really. Like, yeah. I need I need him to fucking uh, play with Joshua for twelve rounds all before mm -hmm. he retires. I will allow him to retire when he's just poured Joshua all over the ring. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. heavy weight boxing, anything can happen, so I, I wouldn't like to uh, like see anything with complete authority. But I've always felt that fury, like you know, people see all oh, just beat him on points. I think Fury could like potentially stop Joshua personally. I think he could like yeah, really I'd... beat him up and possibly stop him. Uh, but I'd like to see it. You know what I mean? But I think Joshua looks like he's a little bit um, past his best now. Personally, it, yeah, it's he been does. found out, mate. A... Uh -huh. I, mean, I don't want to use these words. I mean, I've never been a big AJ fan. I don't want to use uh -huh. the words that say he's a bum because he's not. Because he clearly isn't. He's a professional boxer. But uh -huh. I think he's been found out so much in the last few years that I mean, listen, fat chippy tits beat him, and he's what five foot fucking nothing, um, and he goes on tacos and cocaine, and he absolutely boxed <laughs> a living chip <laughs> out of him. So I just think, I think after that, I mean, I, I'll be totally honest with you, mate. Uh -huh. I had a smile on my face after he got absolutely battered by Ruiz, and I think but, after. But, but that, you know, I didn't, I didn't speak to anybody for twenty four hours. I was fucking devastated. <laughs> <laughs> How much money did you have on it? Nothing. I'm just a huge <laughs> fan. I was fucking devastated. Did you go into hiding? I did. Yeah, I turned it. Was it with Vladimir in his bunker? All my mates were ringing and I was just like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I've never felt I've never because I've never been a football fan, but I've never felt a hurt like that before from like following somebody and having them beaten a fight. Really? I don't even know. Yeah, I've never felt that hurt before. Do you know the biggest hurt I ever I'll, had? I'll tell you what, Reese. Do you know what, what, what people are mentioning Jake Paul? I'm on about reboots and stuff when it comes to boxing. Yeah. Do you know what one that proper hurt me was um, when Hollyfield had that fight against Vito Belfort? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, see, this is like, you know, like, obviously like Tyson fought Roy Jones Jr. That was like, Kind of like brought your nostalgia out a bit, but um, yeah. I, th I think that was all fixed to be honest with you. Because one of Roy Jones Jr.'s mates come on, uh, Neil Campbell, come on, mate, live ages again. He was sort of laughing about it, but he wouldn't say so. They sort of fixed as a draw, but obviously, people wanted more. And yeah. I thought, like, Hollyfield's nearly 60 now, and you can't be taking a fight against anyone at like five days' notice anyway, unless you're in the gym all the time. Yeah. And it was just, it was just, 
seeing a proper legend get embarrassed, you know what it's I mean? It's a shame, isn't it? Because then you see the addiction of it and the fact of, yeah. you know, the, the classic old line is you've got one more fight in you. Yeah. And, and that's the same thing. I mean, listen, that guy's been at the top of the sport. He's beaten the very best in the sport. But yet at the age of 60, he still feels that he needs to. It, it shows you what's going on in here rather than anything else, doesn't yeah. it? The fact that he needs that fulfillment of one last fight, et cetera, et cetera. It's a shame. I, I think it's money as well, mate. I mean, um, Glenn McCrory, um, yeah. he says that he was offered the fight. Do you know what I mean? But uh, yeah. the, the money that they were talking about, what Hollyfield wanted, was just obscene. Right. Yeah, I think, I, I think those those old fighters, you know, yeah. I mean, Glenn Glenn during lockdown was trying to fight Roy Jones Jr. and uh, you know, I, I mean, they're okay for an exhibition. Eubank Ben's been talking yeah. about as well. Yeah. It's, I think it's just a bit of a farce, and I, I and I, I just couldn't buy into it. I really couldn't buy into the, the the idea of going along. I mean, McGregor against Mayweather was the the, the ultimate sacrilege. You know, two Boss two really want it. Two yeah. champions, two champions from two disciplines fighting each other in a big farce, and everyone's going along with it. And of yeah. course, it's just like voyeurism. You, you watch it because you're in. Well, I'll, I'll watch yeah. it, and you get drawn into it. I mean, uh -huh. they, they did they did three or four like major press conferences with thousands of people there, and yeah. you're like, wow, this is just this is just crazy. And then you, uh -huh. people are sitting at home spending twenty five quid on it, yeah. you know, on paper. That's, that's what the title all that's what set it all off, like what Steve said. It was it was Mayweather yeah. McGregor. Like yeah. I, I remember a couple of years before I was in the gym and it was people were talking about it a year or two before it happened, and they're like, Oh, that'll never happen. And I was like, Money talks, they're about the same weights. Yeah. That is gonna generate so much money because hardcore boxing fans are only five percent of the people who buy the pay-per-views. It's yeah, the yeah, thousands yeah. and thousands of Casual uh, like Joe, like Joe, six pack every day, uh, man. You know what I mean. And um, when the fight happened, you know it was a massive, massive event. It made generated millions and millions. And now, like as people have said in the comments, you've got Jake Paul and everything, and all well, the rest of it. It's just Mayweather hasn't paid Logan Paul for that fight, and he's been. Yeah. I don't know if you know that. No, I've seen. I've seen that. Well, been sued. Mayweather's well, basically. Really? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Do you reckon he's never going to run out of money? I mean, I know we all know him as money Mayweather and da 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 da. Do you reckon he's ever going to run out of money? Because he is obviously as a flash. Yeah, I mean, I love him. He cycle is them fight, get the money, spend the money, fight, get the money, spend the money. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think I think at some point we'll end up seeing him having to come out at the age of sixty and having a battle. He's already doing now fighting Logan Paul. I mean, fucking hell! He's a Logan Paul's a YouTuber who'd never won a fight. <laughs> and then he fights stupid. the best in the world next. But it's, it's stupid like, money. It's stupid money, and that's the no, problem. YouTube, YouTube in particular, like you no, know, they're, you're, they're making fortunes off this. And and when, like, like, like Ferg says, as long as there's, you know, as long as money talks, you know, then people are always going to be interested in this. That's that's it. Okay, let's let's jump on to the next, um, yeah. the next, the next subject. And I'm watching people in the Ukraine. I touched on it earlier. Sports stars, but. You know, forget about the sports stars. Look at the MPs. Look at the ordinary people. Sixty-year-old granddads going up and yeah. putting themselves forward to defend their country. It's it's amazing to see the unity in their country. It, what I'm going to ask Lee is, if it came to an invasion in this country, and and, and I don't want people saying, "Well, it'll never happen," because it could happen. You, you just don't know. If it if it if it happened, would you take up arms to defend the UK? Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. I um I totally agree with what you're saying about the Ukraine. 
I think that the problem is that we've got over there at the moment is because the people are doing that, because the people are standing up, and we saw the convoys going into, I can't remember the name of the city, it's not Kiev, it's the other one, uh, I can't remember. I think if we... Hello? If Hi, mate, can you hear us? Where's Steve gone? I don't know, Steve. You know what it is? Just keep cracking on and you'll yeah, yeah, so, pop back up in a minute. So what, so what I'm saying there is I think because the people are putting up that much of a front in the Ukraine is where the people are getting killed because Vladimir's coming in and the people in the villages are just fucking Molotov in the, the military. So that's where the, the, the casualties are becoming. But to answer your question, Steve, if we were in that state of affairs, mate, absolutely, absolutely, mate, I'd be, uh, I'd be the first on the line. Um, but that's the only circumstances that I would. I would never go abroad to no. to fight like no, not no, no, really, no, no. like because really it's it's going abroad. It's not fighting for this country. It's fighting for those idiots who you know yeah to fulfil their agenda mate, totally, constantly. Yeah. And like totally see, mate, it's like um, like it's it's all for money, as you yeah. said. Lee, it's it's not for um, what they're saying. It is you know. No, it's not for helping people. It's not humanitarian. It's not nothing, mate. But if they were walking into my town today with yeah. the fucking tanks and whatever, and they were coming Different from my house, fish, then, I'd, I'd certainly sign up, mate. I'd put put me a green shirt on. Absolutely. What about you guys? What do you think? Well, with with um, all this equality gone mad, right? The last two world wars, right? The men went to war and the women stayed in the kitchen. So this time, because we're all equal, I'll stay in the kitchen and the women can go and have a rick. What's yeah? But what would be your signature dish? <laughs> <laughs> I make a fantastic creme creme fresh um, leek bacon chicken pie. Beautiful. Oh, fucking hell, mate. Listen, let's let's forget war. <laughs> this is what we need to do. We need to send Vladimir some of that shit. We need to start a cookery show. Is what we need to do. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, yeah. it's scary times, but like, I, it, it also makes you wonder in this day and age, what would going to war look like now? Because it's going to be very different to, to World War II, isn't it? Do you know what yeah, I mean? Of course, mate. Of course, yeah. Technology's came I, so far. It's frightening in these circumstances. This is I, technology I mean, advances isn't a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you know what? Like, I, I was talking about this because I've watched some videos. Like, Ukraine and sorry, Russia and America, they've been developing like urban warfare AI tanks. Yeah. You know, I would just like think for the cells and just go through streets and like go out to cause maximum damage and stuff like that. It's... It would be it would be proper scary, like the thought of it. Like, I just don't think. I mean, I think men on the street. I mean, we've seen with this uh, stuff going on in the Ukraine. There's not actually that. If you look at all the footage, there's not really any men on the street. There's a few tanks. There's obviously mm -hmm. a lot of airstrikes. It's it's a very different warfare, isn't it? So mm -hmm. what you could do, or how much you would influence, is minimal to maybe world war ii days where it was basically the more men the merrier because you yeah. chuck a load in they'd take the shit and then the next ones would take over but nowadays yeah. i think without being military trained and this i mean this is what worries me as well the fact that for many many years we've um downscaled our military we've downscaled our input our financial input into military to the point of if we got attacked tomorrow by two men and his dog mm -hmm. in in world terms then mm -hmm. i'd be fucking worried mm -hmm. So, well, well, back to what back to what Craig said, and all about this sort of like whole equality mega push sort of thing. Yeah, and this is a major reason why, like, I, like right now, I, I completely sympathise with like people who need asylum and stuff like that. I know there's cases, but I think our country should be a little bit more worried about who's crossing our borders sometimes than 
like Russia crossing Ukrainians and stuff. You know what I mean? Totally agree, mate. Totally. Sorry, but I'm not being rude, boys. What I'm trying to do is if Steve doesn't come back in, I know we had a, a list of agenda tonight, so I'm just trying right. to get that up just so we've got like a, a thing to follow. Right. All so, right. Push me yeah, to, yeah, to kind of back up what you're saying, mate, I mean, I, I said it on a, a, a couple of shows back. Um, you know, we've seen, we seen that hell-bent on, you know, sending so much money abroad, sending so much money here, taking on here, taking on there. Uh-huh. We're not... We're not fully policing the people that are coming into our borders. And who's to say uh-huh. they're not who's to say they're not Putin led or who's to say they're not full of terror? Uh-huh. Because I know one thing, I know one thing that crime's increasing. So uh-huh. all these people that we keep accepting onto the shores, for whatever reason it may be, and I'm not here to judge them, but we're not policing it correctly. So uh-huh. then we're wondering why the crime on the streets is going up because these people need to make a book. Of course they do. They need to live, they need uh-huh. to eat, they need to feed the kids. So, and how are they going to do that? They can't work legitimately because they're in here yeah. illegitimately. So, so what do they do? They go to crime. Mm-hmm. I it's, and again, like, and our immigration's always been part of this, like, country's history and most countries' history. Yeah. But it's always been slow enough for the country to keep its character. I mean, they're asking if ever, all men would get conscripted to go and fight abroad. Yeah. You come back, you know, like. Half of half half the men from this country go abroad and die, come back. What you're fighting for? Fighting for people who last week your government was sending you out to kill. Do you know what I mean? It's exactly. It's it's just fucked up, isn't it? There's no structure. Mm-hmm. There's no real. We haven't got that backbone anymore. And I think no. I don't think we'll ever get back to being that way. I think we've opened our our doors that much. I think it's purely a damage limitation process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think um, it's, I, I mean, I was listening to some of that. The good news is my mum's now been moved onto the ward. So that's happy days. That's why I had to, uh, had to get off. Oh, she's great. Out, she's out with a high dependency unit. So happy please ta- please tell me she's tuning in, Steve. <laughs> well, I'll have, get, I'll have to get her sorted, yeah. But uh, no, that's great. great. So, so there's still a chance of her getting conscripted for service then? There is, yeah. <laughs> right, Steve. So what do you, Steve, what do you think about we've we, the guys fought the last two world wars? What do you think about this time with equality? We'll send the women to war and we'll stay in the kitchen. Wait one second, boys. <laughs> Look, I think I think ultimately conscription is something which I always used to say conscription is great as long as I'm old enough not to have to do it. But yeah. jo- joking aside, I think it would be great uh, to, to at least think about doing that moving forward mm. because what what we've lost in this country is is discipline we've, we've lost identity but we've also lost discipline amongst the younger generation mm-hmm. and we've lost respect for the older generation and that Definitely. is something which we really need to start mm-hmm. drumming into kids at school uh less of this teaching them teaching them how to be woke mm-hmm. um which which seems to be like a, 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 a an epidemic in our schools now mm-hmm. we need to start getting back to the old the old morals and realities you know what i mean mm-hmm. and, and just just you know I was taught good manners at school. Say please, say thank you, respect yeah. your elders. Um, you know, and, and I think all of that kind of thing is just it's just diminished, it's disappeared from, from the UK. Oh, it has me. I mean, a couple of months ago I was at work on the door, I was at a bar and there was like a last uh, from Northern Ireland as well, do you know, where they're still a little bit more religious than that. She come outside the front of the barn, had a piss, you know what I mean? Jesus. Right next to the door. So she tried to come back in. I says, You're not going in. And this is like in the middle of a like, busy street and all, you know, right? Women yeah. so then, in the street makes me sick. It's disgusting. It is, I So then she, she goes, she sees why. And she, she, she's like, uh, I see it's because I've just had a piss in the street in front of the bar, man. And so she went like, so? 
And then, like, our mates come out and she's like, oh, she's not allowed back in, what you've done? And they were just like, oh, so? It's like, I couldn't believe it, mate, you know what I mean? Just, like, that's that, that's where people's manners are now. Yeah, there isn't any manners. There isn't any yeah. manners anymore. But conscription for me, I just think two years of getting the kids in education, Lee. Look, you've you've worked in prisons, Lee. You know what I mean? You, you know where I'm coming from here. But mm -hmm. ultimately, the you know the the, the kids these days, the, the you know, they leave school. Um, you know, some of them without qualifications. They don't have any. You know, get up and go about them to go and get a job. Mm -hmm. So they turn to they turn to you know, drugs that turn to crime, then they end up in prison, then they end up in the rat race, they end up in that mm -hmm. in that cycle. But if yeah. they if they left school, even if you were the you know the, the, the kid who just left school with no exams and, and no qualifications, if you then had to go into the army for two years and learn some disciplines, mm -hmm. learn some le learn a little bit of you know, learn a little bit of this, learn a little bit of that, a bit of education and you know, keep fit, surely that's gonna set some of these people on a on a road to, to a better life. Yeah. Well, I Talk, did, totally did you, totally did you see what just happened in Shields where they um, showed the uh, steamroller the other week? The youngins. Yes, I saw that, yeah. Uh -huh. I mean, it's nuts, man. But I, like, like, kids like 13 uh, stealing steamrollers, joyriding them about and all that, man. Yeah, it's it is bonkers, and, mm -hmm. and again, it's something that the, the, the government need to really look at and, and address um, at some point. I think because uh, some countries have got it spot on, we just we just haven't, and, and it's it's just all mm -hmm. adding to the the issue and, and and the current affairs that we have in the UK. Um, okay, I, I did have a list, as as you know, I always have a list, Lee, uh, and the, the next topic that we wanted to talk about was knife crime you brought that up tonight um you know you just yeah. it's it's increasing and i've i've got to be honest i've said this to a few people knife knives you know a knife crime it's it's working its way up the country we've seen record highs in it london is. again but now yeah. we're seeing it we're, we're seeing a lot of it in the northeast yeah I, it's worrying i mean worrying. I, I can tell you now i've personally witnessed mm -hmm. somebody get proper stabbed up badly and yeah. uh, the kid got seven years with an early guilty plea for it. And that just escalated. It, it was kids from down the country, but it was up here. And that just escalated from nothing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, literally just from an argument in a bar. Like, uh, the, the the kids... Do you know when you see people squaring up as if they want to have a fight, but then the, everyone gets out the way and they don't have a fight? That had yeah. happened a few times down the street. And then one of them tried to get in the bar I was at, and I, I refused him entry. And uh, the other kid came back and he had a bottle in his hand, smashed it over his head. And um, then he just, do you know how the way it smashed? It was like a knife. And he just proper chived him up with it. And you could see, you know, like the forearm there, all of the forearm, the, um, the skin and the muscle had mm. peeled off and you could see the bone and all that just for nothing. You know what I mean? It's, it's worrying, mate, isn't it? Because, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm a, we're all of similar age to a certain degree in our era. You know, you would go out in town, I, I would say tear-ups. It would be a fucking literally a tear-up. I'm kind of the last of the era. I would class myself the last of the era where people would have a, a, like a square fight as such. But yeah. what's crept up in the last five to ten years or whatever, and it's really horrible at the moment, and I'm going to admit something to you now. When I go out now, if I go out, which is rarely at night time, uh -huh. I am kind of, I'm not going to say I'm worried about it, but that's the first thought on my mind, the fact uh -huh. that, is some young little dickhead going to come past me uh -huh. and just pop me one? Because uh -huh. it's so devastating when they do. And I don't know why it is. I don't know why it's crept into our society where, uh -huh. you know, we've gone from, we went from Gunchester and guns and all that uh -huh. shite 
to all of a sudden now being people just run past you in a bar and fucking pop you. Mm -hmm. It's it, mm -hmm. it, it's it's fucking horrible mm -hmm. and it's weird. And my I've got friends, and if you know if Damien and Lisa are watching, they they said something poignant to me the other week where they have um you know th their teenagers would would rather stay in in their house and they will have maybe you know some food and a drink with them because they don't want them going out in town in fear of this i you know, I know mate, it's 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 terrible i mean like i see i i can see i've had knives pulled on us a couple of times in the nightclub scene and i've had it pulled on us last year there was one where i was really cornered and this was like, I didn't want to get too into details, but honestly, there was about six kids with yeah. blades yeah. and a couple were bats. They were like smackheads, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just and I was just having kidding. to say, you know, at the one stirring all the shit, I was saying, listen, if you, if you, if you uh, stab me up here, I promise you, I promise you, you're going to have to kill us. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Otherwise, you need, you need some relative skill to, to kind of, to have a fight, you need some uh -huh. skill. To, to use a gun, you need to have some skill. To have uh -huh. a knife, all you need to do is go bang. That's well, it. Well, do you know what it is, Steve? You and I yourself, mate, about, you know, yeah. doing the doors. You try and talk things down. If you yeah. end up having yeah. a fight, you've sort of lost, mate. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, I swear down in that situation where I had a few, it was just me talking what got us out of it. And there was a police siren in the distance and a couple of them ran away. And that saved me a bit. It was nothing to do with the situation we were in, but the kids obviously thought it was. And yeah. that really saved me bacon, mate. Otherwise, it, it could have ended up nasty. Yeah. Knife crime, Craig, it's something which is prevalent, uh, mm -hmm. you know, in, in the UK. Yeah. It's, it's not nice to see. And, um, you know, the, the stats are getting worse and it is getting closer to home. Mm -hmm. when, when I was younger, I used to carry a poo ball and a sock when I went out on nights out back in the 90s. Mm -hmm. But that was mainly because I was like, I was 10 and a half stone and people used to seem to pick on us. So I only used mm -hmm. it once or twice, but I never ever ever carried a knife because I carried out a crew from one of the um one of the West End of Newcastles that do rap music and very much like the counterparts of the London and the Manchester uh, crews that they're imitating. You know, it's very much a gang culture with them now with knives. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that, it, that one of the stories that alarmed me was is um this guy had gone to a, gone to a party. And when he was at the party with his last, there was some of the some of the, the enemies were there from, from another gang. Uh -huh. And the next day he told his friends, and when he told his friends, they stabbed him up because he didn't do anything to the enemies that night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All reputation and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, that's fucking crazy, yeah. man. Kind yeah. of initiation. And, that, and that's fucking weird in Newcastle now. Do you know what I mean? I, and, and do you know one around. thing that scares me, right? And this is like um or concerns me and this is like i've been out with one or two lasses who's you know like got kids and stuff yeah. and they're seeing that like you know kids in high schools now there's these gangs you're talking like 13 14 15 they're carrying acid and stuff like that yeah and that's a frightening one yeah i mean it's we've gone we've gone full circle when i did the doors this is what i was dealing with people mm -hmm. carrying you know acid and jeff jeff lemon bottles and yeah. um mm -hmm. you know coming coming with coming with knives and koshers and you know knuckle dusters etc you know mm -hmm. we, we seem to have gone full circle and it seems even though there's more cameras around and more deterrence the the fact that a lot more people are on drugs rather than alcohol when they mm -hmm. go out is yeah. is just making people you know have that extra 
edge of what they would say is bravery, but we <laughs> see as stupidity. Um, but yeah, there needs to be there needs to be some major major look at this before it gets out of uh -huh. control. You know, I mean, America has got guns. You know, we're we're, we're usually ten years behind America. Um, you know, I'm sure they probably started with knife crime, and now look at them. It's uh, well, it's like the wild west on the streets of America. Do, do, do you know what it comes to when it comes to about guns, right? Is I've always heard the expression that a polite, an armed society is a polite society. If you look at Switzerland, it's yeah. got the lowest, like, sort of like more social cohesion and stuff. Mm -hmm. If you look at the states in America where everyone's got a gun, it's got a lot less crime. Because if you go around working yourself, I mean, you, if you're in Texas, you couldn't go around being Lee Duffy because no. you, would, you would just get shot. You wouldn't yeah. have to pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But over here, um, what happens is, unfortunately, is criminals don't care about the consequences. So they'll get armed, and you've got law-abiding people who, who like, don't arm themselves, and they're, like, vulnerable to all this. Yeah, yeah they mean? become the target. They become the target, mate. It's, <clears throat> like you say, a lot of it's drug-fueled, drug isn't it? Yeah. Mm. And money and debt-fueled. I mean, like I say, with my burglary situation, like touched on that at the start. I, I know where the kid lives. I could have just went and punched his head in and took all my stuff back. But he's left a little bit of evidence in mine and I'm going down the legal route, which I don't I don't really like doing. But you know what it is, right? I could potentially have a good uh, job lined up, which like relies on his not having a criminal record. Do yeah. I want to blow it all away for an idiot smackhead who's got nothing to lose? No. You, you know, like, and he'll get off with everything. Yeah, of course yeah. he will, because the only thing that'll happen, mate, is he'll, he'll, he'll get a fine and he'll get a, a, well, not the old drug rehabilitation orders, but that's the problem with all this kind of petty crime stuff is the fact that these lads, and I've mentioned it on a couple of my podcasts, I know a lad who with 90 convictions, right? Uh -huh. He's never seen more than four months inside a jail because it's always things like what you've just said, nicking a TV, nicking a bloody um you know pint of milk off a doorstep or whatever it may be it's kind of it's annoying because you're sat there and you're thinking he's nicked my tv this little shit but mm -hmm. he's not going to face any he's not going to face any uh the prison system is that shall we say full uh, is it isn't it I am, I, and you know what it is the, these people who you're on about who do these petty crimes more often than not they run around grassing everyone who like comes to give them some street justice. Listen, the, yeah. the police, mate, I know for what a mean? fact that I'm telling you this straight off the bat. People uh -huh. like that are paid by police, and I'm telling you now, God's honest truth, they are get they can't be paid cash by police, they are paid in vouchers. So they tell the police where they're getting their heroin for the next uh -huh. level up, for the next level up, and they get given vouchers for as the vouchers for Sainsbury's, whatever it may be, uh -huh. for information. You boys know that. You're not stupid. But I'm uh -huh. telling you it happens. I've seen it happen. Uh -huh. Yeah, Ryan Sweeney says, ringing police in my area brings more problems, unfortunately. He says, so we deal with it ourselves. I guess that's uh -huh. the way a lot of people do. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, Which definitely. Is... Okay. Well, the other topic I had tonight was uh, ties in a little bit, I guess, with, with crime. And it says, um, you know, should we bring back the death penalty in the UK? It's a, a question we haven't asked on the show before, but... The death penalty, it's something which was wiped out in the 60s. Ruth Ellis, the last person to be, uh, you know, to be hung. Um, is is that a kind of deterrent you would like to see come back, Lee, or have we passed all that? We're not barbaric as, as some of our uh, other human beings in different countries. Fucking hell, mate. Um, 
if you'd have asked me a while back, I'd have, well, do you know what? I have actually got a real opinion on this. And yes, I think in certain circumstances, and I think it would have to go through lots of mitigation, I think in certain circumstances, yes, because if I look at this purely from two aspects, there's a human aspect. So if you've mm -hmm. killed my father through cold-blooded killing, you need to be killed, end of. That's, mm -hmm. my, that's my emotional side of it. If we look at the financial side of it, <laughs> or someone someone's gone and killed someone and they've been given 40 years in jail and they're 40 years of age. I mean, for £40,000 a year for 40 years, why the fuck are we wasting all that money? Mm -hmm. Because this person's no quality of life. And I know that there'll be the victim side of it that says, I want them to suffer. But... What was that then? Are we Sorry, the... lads, we threw man off. Go on. No, you're all right, mate. Yeah, so in real terms, yes, I think it should be, but only in very extreme circumstances. Mm -hmm. Financially, financially, fucking lootly mate, because that fucking £4 million that you're going to spend keeping that monster alive. Dennis Nielsen, um, Peter Sutcliffe. Yeah, craze. exactly. Could be spent on... Uh, mm -hmm. All that money could be spent on helping someone else create a good life who wants to. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I agree. Yes, it should be. But the, same, the same as well, like... As well, it would, like, all it would take... Like you say, is it would take so much stress off society as well if some of these, like... Yeah. But I, I, I couldn't really see it. There's a lot of arguments for and against. I couldn't give a definitive... Um, answer on it but i i think in some circumstances when the evidence is so concrete maybe say i yeah yeah what about you craig i mean would you like to see the death penalty come back it's quite a controversial topic i don't think i would i think what so um offense wise what are, what, what are we talking about bringing the death penalty back for obviously murder. obviously murder yeah. anything else sex offenses see now with sex offenses we might have to give this a lot of thought because let's say, for example, somebody somebody does sexually abuse a child, right? I think mm -hmm. there's far less chance of that child ever seeing the light of day again if they're going to get the death penalty if they get caught, if that makes any sense. Uh -huh. So these people that do offend, it, that clearly they have something mentally wrong with them and they can't help themselves from doing it. So I think that you, you might make those people even more desperate and they, their, their crimes may become more brutal so that they... You know, so that they have a better chance of getting away with it, so that they don't end up dead. So, but I think, um, I think it's a very, very barbaric subject, isn't it? The death penalty. I think we're a bit past that, surely. As a society, surely. I, I think what should happen, right, is um, there should be, you know, if people who's committed severe enough crimes, they should be all entered in a squid game. Yes, for the viewing yeah. public's pleasure. And, and wrong. Wrong. Wait, hold on, if we can watch, I'm game. <laughs> Oh, I think it should all be sent to Ukraine. End of. Ironically, ironically years ago, I, I remember doing an improvisation when I was doing my performing arts degree, and that was uh, an idea that we had where reality TV was really just starting to kick in with Big Brother, etc. And yeah. we did yeah. an improvisation based on the fact that it was a, an execution at the end of it. So if you failed, you got executed. We were ahead uh -huh. of our time with that improvisation. But, you know, we're laughing about it. But you know what, Ferg? It, it, it's not we're not a million miles away from that really where so no. i mean we've we've already had um you know the you know the reality program set in prison in america where where basically all the 60 like, days in jail 60 thing. days in jail where yeah, basically yeah, reality yeah. reality stars go into a prison mm -hmm, and yeah. they're coming back and giving information to the governor of the prison i mean that mm. it's putting someone's life at risk 
that uh, for, for uh -huh. other people's entertainment. Um, uh -huh. But I think you're right. I, I think we will end uh -huh. up going down that kind of route. I mean, public hangings uh -huh. back in the 1800s were public hangings. You know, the yeah. Gallagher end at Newcastle United's ground is called the Gallagate because that is where the gallows were and where basically on a weekend everyone would crowd yeah. around and watch the local villain get hung. So listen to this, round here, Steve, round here, Steve, exactly the same. We've got um, just outside Lancaster, there's a, a little village called Galgate or, or Golgate, as we call it. And that's the very same. It's called that because at Lancaster Castle, which was an old prison stroke, that's where they used to give, they, they used, basically used to chuck people off the top of it, mate. And it's called Golgate or Galgate because mm -hmm. they used to bring the prisoners in from the north of the country. Mm -hmm all the way into Lancaster and people uh -huh. would stand and watch all the way till they got down to the church and they would chuck them off the top. Mm -hmm. It's fucking mental. Hi, Steve. Here, here's an interesting one, mate. So you mentioned the Crees. And I know you, like, sort of got, like, a friendship with them towards the end mm -hmm. um, and sort of thought they should be released. Do you yeah. think that the worst offenders can reform or not, okay. mate? Good question. Um, I think I think some of the worst offenders can reform, but they're not given the opportunity with the way that the, the prison system is set up. Mm -hmm. um, you know, for example, Charlie Salvador um, yeah. is, you know, and I've met him on numerous occasions, mm -hmm. is a reformed character. Um, you know, he's, mm -hmm. he's in his twilight years now. Um, he's not the wild youngster who was on Broadmoor roof chucking tails off, causing millions of pounds mm -hmm. worth of damage, or you know taking screws hostage and walking them around the land and whilst smothered in baby oil with a makeshift you know spear, um, or the man who kidnapped four Iraqi hostages and was tickling their toes with feathers, getting them to sing to him. I mean, he's, he's changed a hell of a lot. He's, he's, he's more relaxed and chilled out and in tune and deserves an, an opportunity. The craze, completely different. I think each, I think the way I would, the way you would look at it is you look at, you look at them in different, you know, you've got to look at them through different personalities in different ways. Ronnie was mentally ill and he never wanted to be released. He knew that he was mentally ill and he was happy in Broadmoor. And as for Reggie, you know, he was institutionalized when I met him. He'd been in prison over 20 years. Um, but would Reggie Crave gone back out and you know try to take over the East End of London when he got out? Of course he wouldn't. So yes, mm. I do believe that there are some prisoners who can be you know put back into community, and it's proven to happen. Harry Roberts, the cop killer, mm -hmm. is is yeah, living yeah. is living at home now. I've you know I've I've had a chance to speak to Harry since he got out of prison, and he's okay. Kenny Noy is another one who I've mm -hmm. spoken. Uh, since he came out of prison and again he's, he's living his life and trying to get on the best he can mm -hmm. two high profile um two high profile prisoners mm -hmm. there who've both been away for the same crime and you know uh, are going on to, to try and live their lives and in our backyard you've got you know you've got the Sears family um you know you've got numerous figures up here who've basically been in served long long sentences but have managed to come out and stay out um so yeah reform can happen you can change um but circumstances i guess if, if you know if you come out of prison and you can't you can't break you know can't catch that lucky break you're gonna go back to committing crime aren't you? Yeah. But the, but I mean, the, you know the, the craze would never have the craze were born to hang as ronnie craig used to say the craze would never have been here to tell the tale if the if the hangman had had the the chance to to stick him yeah. stick the around their neck you know yeah, that's what I was going to say. A lot of those people you just mentioned, if we still had the death penalty, wouldn't wouldn't be here for to be having this conversation. Yeah. How would this? So, no, definitely. Like, I just think people like Brady and Hindley. I think the Ripper, um, Fred, Fred and Fred and Rose West. Um, you know, Colin Island. 
Um, you know, I'm just trying to think of what you know, one or two other of these. Ian Huntley. Ian Huntley, uh, Harry, uh, Harold Shipman. Um, you know, there's so many of them over over the course of time who just are evil personified. Yeah. And for me, you know, prison's too good for them. Um, they should have been. I'll tell you what. I'll chuck one in there, Jimmy Jimmy Savile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What okay. do you think? Well, Jim. Jimmy Savile, Jimmy Savile was guilty. Jimmy Savile was guilty, but the BBC right. were guilty. I want to see Zach Rowe. Okay. I so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know I don't know if you've seen this right, but uh, a couple of months ago, and, um, a bloke started desecrating um, a listed statue outside the BBC, which is of a naked man with yeah, a young right. boy. And the bloke who actually made this statue that's outside the BBC was a paedophile. Both his daughters have come out and talked wow. about the sexual abuse and loads of other people have talked. Now, the fact that he's had his statue outside the BBC, it's still up there, yeah. and the massive paedophile ring what was in the BBC says a lot. I think statues like that listed or not, you had all, like, you know, going back to all these lefties and do-gooders, oh, wow, you yeah. had all of them tearing down statues, we've had all of this. If any statue deserves tearing down, it's that one, you know what I mean? Oh, fucking right, mate. Totally. I mean, yeah, I mean listen, how, how can BBC still be in production? When you anything that happens, these I mean, look at <clears throat> if we look at commercialism and sponsors and all that stuff. So Mason Greenwood, what's happened to him? Straight away, sponsors dropped him. But yet, mm-hmm. we're still watching the BBC every morning, and they're still projecting. They're still producing, mm-hmm. but they knew exactly what was going on. So where's the mm-hmm. biggest fraud in the community here? The fact that they're still broadcasting, earning millions, mm-hmm. yeah, whilst yeah, knowing yeah. that that was happening on their watch. Because mm-hmm. if it was me or you or our organisation or our business or our company, we'd mm-hmm. have never been seen again. No, definitely yeah. not. It's a, it's a, it's a, you know, it's one of those topics that will run and run. I mean, the fact that Savile was never, you know, tried is the biggest travesty. You know, the fact that he, he wasn't away, never arrested, was he? He, he got away. He got no. away with it. And yeah, it, it it creeps me out. I see. I mean, there's going to be a there's going to be a drama. I think is it uh, there's a there's a well known actor going to play him. Is it Steve Coogan? I think oh, he's wow, playing Jim. Really? He's playing, he's, playing, he's playing Jimmy Savile, which I think is being recorded as we speak. So okay, that, no, man. That's, that's very brave, that like. That's ITV, I think it's ITV making it. <laughs> 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 well, yeah, look, it's uh, it's it, it's always good to have uh, debate, and um, the hour has come to an end. I want to thank uh, Fergal from Making Gains. His subscription details are down below. Make sure you subscribe to him. Video Craig, as everybody knows. Uh, I've got a message to Paddy Conroy coming out at nine o'clock tonight. I want everybody to tune in and watch it. Well, there you go. He's got a message to come out. Make sure you have a look uh, down below. You can find video Craig's details uh-huh. there. And as always, Lee, great to see you. And get well soon, Patricia. I uh, hope she's back next week. She hasn't been too well today. But uh, lads, hey. you'll always, always be welcome on this channel. It'll be good to get you Cheers, back Steve. On well. Thanks for having me. Steve, I need to ask you one Thank question you before that. we go. Go for it, mate. How are you feeling without no facial hair? A lot younger, mate. It was a deliberate ploy to get the 50, grow the beard, and then shave it off so everyone goes, God, you look a lot younger. You look I've, a lot done it, younger. I've done it a few times, and I've, I've looked at it. You know when you catch yourself in the middle walking past and you think, who's oh, that? <laughs> but, yeah, so I wanted to ask you, mate, how are you feeling? No, I feel all right, mate. A bit cold, though. A bit cold with the, uh, <laughs> you know, when everything is going on. But, uh, lads, stay safe. Uh, pleasure to have you on. And uh, keep up Thank the good so work much. on your channel, Fergal, and uh, Video Creek. Take care, And, and all the best for you, my uh, Steve. I hope she gets better, mate. I'll yeah, see you soon. See you soon. See you later,